The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to another episode of Brutal Nation. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is the one, the only, the, what are you doing in your, oh, you just pulled out. I forgot to put my phone on silent, sorry. Oh, okay, well, you pulled something out of your bra like you're a fucking magician, like David Copperfield shit going on. It's my boob pocket. Not my prison pocket, my boob pocket. There's a difference. Because if you use this as your prison pocket, it gets caught. You, They find it. Unless you have really big under cleavage, then you can tuck it up in there and they can't feel it. But... I just learned more about female inmates than I've ever fucking wanted to know in my life. Negative female inmates. I still love that. I love using that on you even when we're on the phone doing our I meetings. Know. Whenever you say so, I, I will say negative female inmate over nothing, like literally, just because of <laughs> that story. Anytime your answer is no to me, it's negative female inmate. Cracks me up. All right, so. Anyways, my name is Tammy Underwood, since Scott didn't finish introducing me. Oh, because you pulled something out of your fucking, uh, your, your And it wasn't my boob this time. Yeah, that's why, what the fuck are you doing in your bra? I don't pull out a phone, hold it. I'm like, damn. Applause. That, that's fucking amazing. My grandma used to have money and stuff in her bra, because nobody could, I mean, she'd always have her purse, like, right here, like, tight up against her <laughs> chest, but she'd always put money in a bra, because no, then nobody'd know it was there. And I just got into the habit of doing it myself. Ew. Everything goes in my bra. Sweaty boob money. See, I don't do the money so much anymore. I don't know. If she was old enough, that'd but be yeah. kind of hot. Oh, my God. All right. So before we even start, you said you had two things you had to I tell me on I do have it. two things to tell you. First one is, I mean, there's one thing that's really funny, but I'm going to tell you the one that changed my life forever. I have to rethink my whole life because it's all been a lie now. I was you watching tell. a documentary on Netflix yesterday because I just got my Netflix back. And um, it was on Bob Ross. Oh, and do okay. you know, I always thought Bob Ross was the only white person with a huge ass afro. That thing was a perm. Get the fuck. He did it on purpose? He did it on purpose. It was a perm. My whole life has changed. I don't even know. It's a lie. That's it. Show's over. We're done. No, I know. I was like, uh-uh. I cry. I told my mom. I, I said, mom. I, 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 just, I, I can't. I can't today. I just fucking I can't. I said, my whole life has been a lie. I was so proud of this white guy with an afro. But yeah, it was a perm. I can't imagine like yeah. why anybody would do that intentionally. Don't get me wrong, I like Bob Ross, but geez. and do you know when he Fuck. before he died when he got really sick, he st- he bought wigs to match his perm because yeah, you can see in some of those episodes that you can see that he was really sickly because he had cancer. Well, I understand getting a perm because like when I had uh, long hair. Um, oh no, just because my hair is like really flat. Mine was too. That's why. Yeah. So I would get what was called a body perm, and I yeah. had a uh, I had an ex girlfriend actually turn me onto that, just so I can get some volume, so that right. way it didn't set so fucking flat. You know, the guy. Okay, look, if you're not from like the, you know, if you weren't born early enough to know this, um, <coughs> yeah, we're talking the eighties. Perms man. were really popular in the seventies, 80s, early nineties. You had to have some volume to your hair. The spiral man. perm was really in in the nineties. I never and had that's what that fucked shit. up my hair trying to get one of those. Yeah, never had that. I just had, I got you know they put in big fucking loose rollers and fucking yeah. that way there I got a little bit of body to it and it set like flat. Yeah. So it helped. So yeah. So you want to hear the second thing? Oh, do tell. My mom and my son, this is so funny to me. My mom and my son have been watching Gilded Age on Prime or HBO or something like that. It's about the 18th century New York, streets of New York and stuff. Oh, okay. And there's a guy, on, there's a character on there that's gay. And at one point in the show, he's flirting with a woman. And my son goes, but wait, I thought he was gay. And my mom goes, well, maybe he's bipolar. <laughs> 
Oh my god, that's awesome. <laughs> Isn't that funny? I was like, um, Mom, I'm bipolar. And she goes, well, what's it called, Ben? And I, my son and I just laughed. We couldn't Hi, even... my name's Scott, and I'm bipolar. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. I was like, I can't even anymore. No. Holy shit. I'm watching, I'm doing, because I've been doing a lot of TikTok videos, just because, you know, I cause hate and discontent, and telling stories. Um, Dude, you have sent me some epic ones. I have seen the dumbest shit in the world. Then we'll get right into your weird-ass named lady here. Um, because of the, right now, Russia's invaded Ukraine. Yes. And I'm not, not going to get all political. No, because he wants to go back to the USSR. I've seen the dumbest <laughs> shit in the world. Is people are dumping out their Russian vodka because the Russian, you should boycott it. Guys, if you're one Just of our Just don't listeners, buy it. Just don't buy it. That's fine. Yeah. Don't dump out good vodka. What the fuck is wrong yeah, with Because you? you purchased it. Yeah, that's, that's there's no point. Deal. You know how you, you know how you want to dump it out the same way that I would. You drink that bitch. You drink that bitch with pride, going. You know what? I drank it. That's, that's right. Didn't go down the drain. I drank it. That's right. Because you're affecting precisely fucking nobody by yeah. wasting vodka. Yeah, when you've already bought it. Yeah, you've already bought it. Yeah. It's it's a it's a it's a lose. You know, Jesus. it's a it's a lose lose. Yeah, that's that's not same same. That's a no no. Yeah, no no. Um, sorry, my hair is going hog wild today. Suey, what? I'm calling your hair. I hate you. Fine. <laughs> Notorious. He's he feels my pain. Did you hear me bumping the radio when I came in? Was that you? I thought yeah. it was the Mexicans. No, it's me. It's a boom, boom, boom. Then your business by Salt and Pepper. Okay. Anyways, I don't. I didn't really have time to write an introduction to this one, but I will tell you that um, her name is L- Ludivine Chambet, and she is from Chambéry, France. She's uh, a, n- a nurse's aide, nurse's assistant there, and I'll just say she wasn't a basic bitch. Oh, cool! And I totally saw the catalyst, and quite frankly, I think they might have done what was best for her in the end. Yeah, I want to throw in that my voice is still kind of fucked up from last week. You know, God still hasn't answered my prayers because you haven't lost it totally. But... Oh, no. I would send you text messages. You have no idea. I can idea. ignore your text messages. You wait till I'm knocking at your door, look at your mom. She knows what's up. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love butter. You know what? You keep saying stupid things. I can get our mutual friend, if you, especially if you keep saying stupid shit to him. I could probably get him to help me. <laughs> I thought it was freaking hilarious when I sent him this morning. Maybe, go ahead. I know. I'm surprised he hasn't texted me yet saying, what? <laughs> but um, So anyways, Ludivine Chambet was born in Chambéry, France on May 10th, 1983. So she's about my brother's age, a oh, little okay. younger so than my recent. brother. Yeah. My brother was born in 80, my little brother. So, um, her father was a former butcher and landscaper named Gerard, and her mother was a cleaning lady named Solange. Isn't that a pretty name? Solange. Oh, Solange. I thought he said Solanima. No, no that's an Solange. Ex- that's an expensive name. That's what the fuck that is. Yeah. Every time I've had a chick go, hey, you should give me your card and let me go to the salon. That means that, hey, I'm going to spend a shit ton of money and you're going to have card shock when you see your statements. I'm just saying. 
Makes my butthole pucker. That's mine and our, my researcher's next meeting. We're going to go to a spa day and you're paying oh, for Jesus it. Jesus fucking Christ, don't do this to me. <laughs> Lord, help me. Dear Lord, help me. No, because her and I both need one. Just saying. So from an early age, she suffered from... Now, I called you and told you this yesterday, so there are a lot of medical terms that oh, I will did. explain, so don't give me the look. I'm going to give you the look anyway. I know you will. It's just but, my brain stops. So Ludovine, from an early age, probably from birth, she suffered from what's called Beckwith-Widerman syndrome, and that's a growth disorder that can affect various areas of the body in several ways. For instance, babies and children with this disorder will have macrosomia, where they will be significantly larger in size than an average child of the same age. This size difference usually persists until their growing slows down, which is right around eight years old. And by the time they reach adulthood, they're generally at an average height. Okay. Now, individuals, just to kind of get an idea of what she went through, individuals with the Beckwith-Weidman syndrome may, may have one or more of the following symptoms. May have. I didn't put have in there. Sorry. Um, now, this is where all these terms come in. They may have hemihyperplasia or hemihypertrophy, which is an overgrowth of one side of the body over the other. Oh, these are the ones that like, okay, no, I think... I, once again, thank you, TikTok. I think I saw this because it was an average-looking woman, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, doing my flick thing. But to me, it looked like her arms were really short. She, like she wasn't a midget. No, but, but usually like by adulthood, it's all equaled out. So oh, okay. if it's that, it probably wasn't this. They might also have umphalocele, which is. Um, a birth defect of the abdominal wall. So when a baby is born, their viscera or abdominal organs are sticking out of the belly button. Oh, yeah, And yeah, they're covered yeah, yeah. with a thin sac that's virtually transparent. And very rarely is that sac ever, you know, like punctured or broken when they're born. Gotcha. You know, but they do have to have surgery to replace those organs. And then they can also have hypoglycemia, which is the low blood sugar in infancy, or the marker glot- mac. No, I'm sorry. Marcoglossia, which is an abnormal enlargement of the tongue. Marco Polo? No, Marcoglossia. And it's also common in Down syndrome children. You know, the big tongue. Gotcha. I'm going to hit you. When they do. That right there. I I don't care about the voice. It's that. That. Stop that. I'm going to. Give me something. You're aggressive today. No, because you know how I feel about that. Good. Okay, they also have abnormally large organs. No, shut up. There's a plus. With creases or pits in their skin around the ears and abnormalities in their kidneys. They can also get several several forms of cancer or tumors. One of them is a nephroblastoma or Wilms tumor, which is a rare form of kidney cancer. Oh, shit. Um, they can get, now this is going to be a hard one for me, rhabdomyosarcoma, which is a cancer of the soft tissue and muscles, connective tissue, tendons or cartilage, and or bone. And it generally starts in the muscles that are attached to the bones. Oh, okay. And then the heptoblastoma, which is the most common liver cancer of childhood that is usually malignant. So it can be deadly. Now, in her case, she was born, Ludovine was born... <laughs> With severe defects to her abdominal wall. 
and thus had to have numerous critical surgeries during the first couple years of her life. You know, so she didn't have a, you know, just from a rough start, you know. And as a result, her mother, which is something I probably would have done, you probably would too as a father, became very overly protective of her. Yeah. Yeah, and the, her and her mother developed an extremely strong bond, a bond that could not be broken by anybody. But it wasn't like an unhealthy one. You know what right, I right. mean? Right, right. No, I, I dig. Until probably later. But due to Ludovine's physical deformities, she had... During the deformities, because of the deformities she had that were associated with her disease, the other children at school obviously would mock her and bully her frequently. Because kids are assholes. They are. They don't know how to. Let's call a fucking spade a spade, man. Most kids are fucking little dickheads. Even little kids. Yeah, oh, totally. Yeah. Because it's like they don't understand things that are different. Mm -hmm. You know, sorry, I'm still drinking my seven shots of coffee. This made her gravitate. Toward her mother even more, you know. Then as she entered puberty, she began to become increasingly depressed. Probably because, you know, she's being picked on, you know. And it's like drawn a bad card in life. Yeah. You've got all this shit she's going been on. through so much and already. Then, you know, fucking, um, you know, you got kids that are picking on you. Yeah. So you're sick. And then you're, then you're hitting puberty and, and you're, you're getting all those puberty. other hormones. Right, you got all the hormones going on mm-hmm. and shit. You know, and you yeah. still haven't like leveled out in your growth yet, right? So, yeah. So, anyways, after she graduated, um, actually, actually, no, I skipped something. Despite the fact that she had very few friends growing up, that changed when she finished high school. She chose to enter the field of medicine after graduating from high school, and while she was in training to get her nursing assistant certification, she seemed to thrive. Oh, cool. You know, and I believe that after, um, not, I get to that in a second. After Ludwig became a certified nursing assistant or CNA, she started working for a skilled nursing facility located near La Cassalet, C-E-S-A-L-E-T. I think it's Cassalet. Um, and this is a type of facility everybody should know by now. My mom worked at a skilled nursing facility. It's where individuals who require therapy after being discharged from the hospital are sent to receive that therapy, like physical therapy, speech therapy, occupational therapy. Um, although some skilled facilities are for individuals of all ages, most, and the ones she worked for are specifically for geriatric patients. Okay. Like, like where your mom worked. Yeah. Yeah, my mom's eventually started taking in younger patients too, but it started out as just geriatrics. Now, probably due to the health issues she faced in childhood, she always had a desire to help people, which I can understand. Mm -hmm. So when she was hired to work at the skilled nursing facility, she felt as if not fi, Tammy. Spelling is hard, Scott. (laughs) Especially if you've had a little bit to drink and you're in a hurry. She would be able to do her part to help the elder community. Not only that, it seemed as if she had finally found something to fulfill her other than the relationship she had with her mother. You know, um, however, Ludwig's, Ludwig's co-workers started noticing that her characteristics on occasion could, be descri- could only be described as what they said were bizarre, for instance, every once in a while, she would burst into tears for no apparent reason while she's in the hallways of the facility. Bizarre, but, but not unheard of. That's part of depression. I was going to say, but when I look back on episodes 91 and 96, when we featured Janine Jones, Ludovine's mm-hmm. actions seem rather normal to me. 
Right. I mean, that's, that's part of depression. I mean, there, honestly, there's times because you suffer from depression as well. That yeah. I want to break down in tears, and there's no there's no catalyst behind it. No. And my mom worked in a skilled nursing facility, and it, when it became a skilled nursing, other than that, it was like long-term care with an Alzheimer's unit. There were many times my mom was in her office just crying because somebody died, somebody was sick, any reason. Right. Oh, you know, so I can yeah. see it. So, but... To me, her actions were normal compared to Janine Jones. That was nothing bizarre to me. Crying in the hallway she, is nothing. I was going to say, she's not running down. She's not grabbing a dead baby that she just or killed. Or even an adult and running down the hallway. And, yeah, and going, yeah. I can't believe this happened. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't even get me started on that twice. She just, yeah, she was a dumbass. She was a fucking piece of work. Yeah. So then, um, for all intents and purposes, Ludwig's life could be characterized as normal. Until it was struck by tragedy. In 2012, she received some devastating news that would take her life down a path, path she could not turn back from. The mother that she loved more than anything had been diagnosed with cancer. She had acute leukemia. Now, for those who don't know, there are several different types of leukemia. And acute leukemia is a rapidly progressing cancer in adults. And it starts in the body's blood-forming tissue or bone marrow. And it causes the blood to produce more white blood cells than it should. When a large amount of white blood cells are produced and the body isn't fighting an illness, then it attacks the normal cells of the body because that's all it knows how to do. Right. It's got to do something. Yeah. So just, you know, that's for the people who didn't understand that. So Ludwig had been living on her own in an apartment However, she felt she had to move back home in order to care for her dying mother. Um, now, this kind of brought a little tear to my eyes, as close as I am to my mother. Solange, her mother, did everything she could to fight the cancer. She underwent a bone marrow transplant, which left her in the hospital for seven months. Despite that, within 13 months of being diagnosed, she passed away on June 27, 2013, and she was only 62 years old. Oh, man. Yeah. I bet you that, I'm Well, I'm that very Lud- close to my mother. I can't imagine. Ludwig, I can't, I, yeah, I was going to say, I bet you that, that hit her probably pretty fucking good, man. Yeah. Like a wrecking ball. Came in like a wrecking ball. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Approximately a year after Solange passed away, patients at Accommodation Facility for Dependent Elderly People, that's where she worked, began to die under mysterious circumstances. Now, on November 27, 2013, one of the residents unexpectedly fell into a coma before, sh- before dying shortly after being hospitalized. When a toxicology test was performed, and remember I said she wasn't a basic bitch. Right. It determined the patient had antidepressants and neuroleptics in their system that weren't in their treatment plan. Now, neuroleptics, for those who don't know, are also commonly referred to as antipsychotic drugs. They block dopamine receptors in the nervous system, and this type of medication is generally prescribed for people suffering from schizophrenia, bipolar 1, and psychosis. So, those are some pretty powerful medications. I'm liking her already. I know. Like, for real. And it's fucked up that obviously she's on her show for a reason, but... You know At what? least she's not a basic bitch. That's right. 
And not long after this patient died, more elderly people who also happened to be residents of the facility she worked for passed away in similar circumstances. Each one died very quickly, and there were no obvious reasons for the rapid decline. All of them were between 76 and 96 years old, and they weren't dealing with any life-threatening issues, nor had they displayed any desire to end their life early. Now, when the... Mm, my lips are so dry. Shut up, Scott. Zip. <laughs> Shut up. It's the weather. When the facility staff schedule was examined, it showed that Ludwig was present at some point prior to the resident's untimely death. Um, now, when a thorough investigation was completed, hang on, it was determined that she had poisoned 13 of her residents in the year 2013. 13 residents in one year. Of those that's 13 not a really residents, high body count. I know. That's, uh, that's kind of a. That's kind of a. Eh, but, I, I admire that. And let me tell you why. Because a lot but of. But only these, 10 died. So. Well, a lot of these fucking idiots will do like. They'll do 13 in a week. Oh, yeah. You know, and I don't understand how I got caught. Well, because you're murdering a whole lot of people. I was going to say, once. within a year's period, though, 13 is kind of a lot still. Not really? That's nothing. Those are low numbers. So, I mean, uh, Ludwig, you need to seriously be proud of that shit because you're doing it right. You're doing it yeah, right, baby true. girl. You're doing it they right. They wouldn't have even suspected anything, I don't think, if there were, no, if there were like, I guess, more mitigating circumstances, like the person was sicker. Right. No, totally. You know? I, I like her style already. Yeah. So, according to the reports, when the authorities finished their investigation, they found something quite interesting on Ludovine's computer. Between May and October of 2013, so that's May, June, July, August, September, October, Five months. Okay. She had conducted more than 500 rather incriminating searches on the internet. No, she wasn't Casey Anthony. She didn't say, how do I make chloroform? She was, those searches were how to kill a man, drug causing cardiac arrest, and how to induce a coma. Oh, Ludwig, baby girl. Yeah. Hold he on. Raised, I, well, don't I, do it on your home computer. I got to talk to my sweetheart here. Ludwig, baby. <laughs> Come on, baby, sit on my lap, sit on my lap. Honey, we got to talk, okay? Daddy's got a story. Daddy's got a story for you. Put on your jam jams. I totally admire that you kept your numbers low, so mm -hmm. it's harder to get caught. I especially admire that and love the fact that you weren't the basic bitch. Yeah. No, arsenic, but, morphine, right. insulin. But baby, baby, come on. Louvine, look in my eyes, baby. You know daddy loves you. Don't do those kind of searches on your home computer. You do, that, you do that shit at like a library or something like that, far away from anything you personally have, because they're going to look at that shit and they're going to nail you. They're going to nail you like... else's library card. They're going to nail you like Jesus at the cross. That's what the fuck they're going to do. Okay? So come on, baby. Peter, upside down. <laughs> yeah, baby, baby girl, I thought... I, I, I have faith in you up until this point well, right here, you know, okay? I will say this, though. Um, when she was questioned about those searches... She claimed to have no memory of them. She said, at no time did I see myself doing this research. I was really out of touch with reality, with this personality asking to do what I did, this double Ludovine. Now, I get into it in a little bit, but I kind of see where she's going here. Sweet. You know? You're going to give my baby here some redemption. I'm, I'm not going to give anything I'm away loving, too early. I'm but loving yeah. her because she's not basic, and we've given so many basic oh, I know. bitches. See, and when... 
I when my researcher gave me this one, I was like, thank God. Because I read Poisoner. I'm like, oh, shit. Scott's going to hate this one. But I, then I read it. I'm like, oh, he's going to love her. Yeah, so you started talking about poisoning and shit like that. I'm sitting there going, great. No, because I said from the beginning she wasn't basic. Thinking to myself, fucking no. But she used arsenic. Maybe she stepped up to strict nine. Oh, that must have been what she used, huh? Antimony she... would be better. Antimony's better. Okay. Yeah. But you're giving me some good shit. Dude. I like her. Some heavy-duty psychotropic medications. Shit. Which is kind of how I want to go out. Happy. <laughs> Happy and delusional. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> no Thorazine for me. No. So she was evaluated by experts in psychiatry, and they all determined that she didn't have any mental illness to warrant diminished capacity. Okay. Nor, but because you and I both know, because we've looked into this and we've studied it, that it takes a lot to become it, mentally unstable to face court. Which, which I understand why, because the first thing, like in any, in anybody who's done a mass killing or that. Oh, that's a, the first circuit, thing they do. Look at D'Angelo. Yeah. The, he was he was the poster child for that. The first thing that any defense attorney will. Yeah, scream out is diminished capacity and yeah. not fit to stand trial. But, but of course, defend, uh, the prosecutors, they try to right. bosh that right from the fucking beginning. Right. But see, but there's some cases where you and I look at it and even some experts are like, he was obviously diminished capacity. Like Trenton Chase. Can I ask a quick question? Mm-hmm. You've been working out every day? Almost. Why? I can, no, honest to God, I don't give you very many compliments, especially on air, but I can see the difference. Like it's, it's, it's in, in my face, yeah. It's in your face, it's in your no, neck. No, I haven't the last width. couple of days since I moved my couch because I fucked up my shoulder. No, no it's understandable. But no, yeah. It's fucking... But that job. couch was enough to exercise for a week and a half. But you know me, I work, I, I work in big circles, but no. It's, I, I, well, thank you. I'm glad you noticed. Because my pants aren't fitting these tidy anymore. My new ones, so pretty soon I'll probably be able to fit in my skinny jeans and these will be too big. But that's Fuck, okay. I so got to start working out. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah, you do, fat ass. No, I'm kidding. You know, I'm just kidding. All right, so let's, let's, let's do her. Anyway, that's your compliment so, of the day. Nor did she, thank you. Is that my only one? Probably. Nor did she suffer from disassociative identity disorder or DID, split personality. Um, one source who was close to the investigation said that she admitted that she wanted to relieve her patients of their suffering. However, quote, she de- doesn't recognize having wanted to kill them. Now, keep in mind, though, more, none of these patients that she killed were ever near death beforehand. However, I will give her this. The medication she gave them wouldn't have caused prolonged suffering, but like hear, succinylcholine or anything oh, right. like that. But we hear that a lot, too, and it, that seems to be a very common occurrence when well, it's I, a medical one, the first thing that every medical serial killer seems to want to grasp at is right but i I think some of them are just grasping at it because that's their profession but i think in her case it was because she wasn't giving them something that would make them suffer true no 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 you know what i mean yeah yeah, so that's what i'm going to say there not that they were near death but the fact that she gave them stuff that wouldn't cause them to suffer like go into that conscious paralytic state right 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 or suffocate them or any of that or like tear up their insides firsthand a conscious paralytic state is terrifying oh my Um, god could you imagine? I've had I've had night terrors where I've had sleep paralysis, where you wake up and you can't move and you can't scream. Quick story, but it's terrifying. So I had, I, I had a friend of mine named Fred Wilcox. I haven't talked to him in a while, but he used to donate plasma. He's I was going to say you and I have talked about Fred. Yeah, and uh, he said, "Come down and donate plasma with me, just to do it." I said, "Yeah, why not? Fuck yeah!" And uh, so they're telling me how everything's going to go, and they hook me up to the machine. And when they do the first pull, which is the longest pull, my body shut down. 
Like, was it a long pole, Scott? It was a long pole. Fred's looking at me going, dude, are you okay? You okay? And you couldn't move. I couldn't speak. I couldn't do nothing. All I could do was think to myself, I'm going to fucking die. Yeah. This is going to be the one time that's, that they're going to lose yeah. somebody here, and I'm going to be the motherfucker who dies. Yeah. Until they start pumping the blood back in, because for those of you that don't know how plasma works, uh, the, the extraction, they, they draw your blood out, they spin it around, separates the plasma from the blood. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's they, almost a reverse dialysis, yeah. Right, and then they pump your, your plasmaless blood back, back into mm-hmm. you. And it, it was... Yeah, it's scary. I, I, don't, I don't get scared that easy. Yeah. It takes a lot. That terrified me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I understand because, like I said, I've had sleep there because I have really bad nightmares sometimes. And I woke up with sleep paralysis. It's where I'm laying there and I can hear what's going on around me. I can see what's going on around me, but I'm still in that nightmare thing. Oh, yeah. And so I feel like I'm still in danger, but I can't scream out. I can't move. I can't do anything. Fuck. And it's like there's no more terrifying fear than that. And could worst, you imagine feeling that and suffocating? Worst bondage club ever. <laughs> Only you. It's just like eating ass, huh, Scott? It's like eating ass, man. It's worse ever until you get used to it. <laughs> it's terrible the first time, but once you get used to it, provided they're not eating Taco Bell, you're good. You're so disgusting. So then on December 11th, 2013, Ludovine was picked up. You know, she was arrested and brought up on murder charges. Her father was devastated, you know, because he had just lost his wife the year before. Now his only daughter was going to jail. And on May 9th, 2017, um, she mentioned where this is from. France. You did say France. You yeah. did. I remember. Yeah. France, France in the pants. She gotcha. appeared before. It's called Cour d'Assise or the Assise Court of Savoy. And that, for those who don't know, it's the or whatever. I don't even know French. But here's that's the court that hears serious criminal matters. And it's composed of three professional judges and nine lay assessors or nine jury members. <laughs> Such mixed courts of professional and ordinary citizens, they deliberate together and decide by majority vote. And each person has one vote. Gotcha. So even the judges are included in the deliberations. Okay, cool. Okay. Now, according to Oliver Soddy, not Scotty, Oliver, so- or probably Olive, Probably Olive. Olive Soddy, the police captain who conducted the investigation. This is, quote, an exceptional case considering the number of victims. Crying out loud. They haven't seen Hogel. Did they not study Hogel and Shipman yet? Okay, yeah, well, I got some for that. Or uh, Harvey, investigator. or fucking Cullen. It's thirteen fucking people. Yeah, dude, that's but not I even do a high see body count. Thirteen in a year is kind of high for that, you know. Oh, I, I, I don't know. But then you and I have seen worse with medical professionals. So, uh, and that's probably it's maybe that's high in their area, but dude, those are honestly. I mean, come on, they had patois. And and by the way, uh, Ludwig, I don't mean this in any offensive way towards you, by the way, baby girl, but uh, those are amateur numbers. They are, considering what we've seen. Yeah, those are totally Especially in the numbers. medical profession, because you have such a huge pool to choose from. Fuck yeah, you, you know, do. That it's all, you don't have to go out hunting for your victims, they come to you. Right, and you, and know. you can see in a lot of cases where it becomes an actual addiction. Where it goes from, like, maybe you killed the first one or two because they truly were suffering. Like Saldivar. Like, like Salad Bar. And <laughs> I'll always call him Salad Bar. I know you will. But then all of a sudden you're like, you know what? 
all these motherfuckers are going to die. And then you're doing like fucking, you're doing 13 every couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Or Colin Norris, who got mad because somebody pushed their call button. Yeah. You know, he yeah. got pissed off because they kept pushing their call button to get, you know, or threw off their bed covers. It's like, bitch, I throw <laughs> off my bed covers. I throw mine off now, but that's the only way I'm dreaming of really naughty things. Like your mom. I, fucking, I knew that was coming, and I braced myself, and I still was disgusted. You know I have flavored oils, right? I'm going to throw up. For her butt? Like them off. Banana. Are you done? Maybe. You hear the silence? Coconut. Anyway, chocolate? I hate you. <laughs> so, anyways, members of the jury tried to understand the reasons behind her acts. But what she would remember were things for only short periods of time before she kind of blacked out. She said to a civil party lawyer that her brain was, quote, mixed, overturned, and turned upside down. Throughout the two-week trial, she constantly repeated that she had just wanted to relieve them and soothe them. Now, on May 23rd, did I say that number already? No. May 23rd is when her actual trial began. The rest was pre-trial stuff. After considering the request of the Advocate General for a sentence of 30 years, and after six hours of deliberation, the jury of the court recognized her as guilty of, quote, administrating psychotropic drugs to the elderly, and she was only sentenced to 25 years. Now, in addition to the socio-judicial follow-up, she will be in the psych ward for 10 years along with the revoking of her medical license, which I agree with. I agree with that. Now, the court and the six jurors ruled that she had, quote, impaired judgment at the time the acts were committed, especially due to her, quote, complete breakdown following her mother's death. Now, the psychiatrist described their mother-daughter relationship as pathological, Um, And one of her lawyers did say, quote, a 25-year sentence is a sentence which leaves room for compassion and understanding for the unique circumstances in which these acts were committed. And I I actually, I agree with that, Um, to be honest, especially what what I'm really liking with this is that she's got to do her first 10 years. In a psych ward. In a psych ward. So she's going to get the help she needs. Yeah. And and that is, I honestly wish that we did this here in the U.S. more. Yes. Where we where we can look at unfortunately here in the US we want to put everybody into the same category. Right. But my psychopathy is different than yours, which is different than our Every, researchers yeah. or, or, or even our intern. Your intern or my um, son or my mother. Yeah. We're, we're all different. different. And life so, is gray. So our our mitigating factors that cause us to do things mm-hmm. um our triggers are very different. Right. Very, very different. You know, so my main thing isn't even punishment of criminals. It's it's recognizing that some people actually fucking need help. Mm-hmm. Give them the help first. And when they take into consideration, like I said, and you and I talked about this before because we talked about it with Josh Phillips. That oh, yeah. Life is gray. Yes. It is not black and white like the law is. Now, the if the law took into can, you know, ask you know the gray aspects too. You know, then I think our judicial system would be different because then it would offer the people who made bad choices, who are capable of making better ones, a chance. Right now, there are some that aren't. Yeah, it's just like someone qualified, but no, 
But there case, are some that do. In the case of Josh Phillips, which honestly, every time I, I need listen, to get that letter out to him, even too. even now when I listen to that episode, I want to cry. Me too. Because Me here, too. for those of you who, that didn't listen to Josh uh, Phillips' episode, here's a kid who had been beaten down and abused by his father from, from the fucking, time he was born. From the day he was born. Yeah, when he was one, before he was one years old, he wasn't walking right, so his dad beat his ass. So, so he's yeah. playing with the girl next door. Um, and when I say playing, I don't mean in a pervy way. No, they were playing baseball in the backyard. And she got hit by the ball. Mm-hmm. And uh, so now he's panicking because she's crying. She's got an injury. And she, he's not allowed to have people over yeah. to the house when his parents aren't home, even though they were not technically and, in the and, house. And this is a kid that seriously, if he was to drop a Lego on the floor, his dad would beat the fuck out of him. So now or, yeah. he violated the rules. Everything's going on. Kills this kid. And I think it was by accident. Well, he did or, or hit her with the baseball bat to get her right. to be quiet. To get her to be quiet because he, he's panicking. And then he shoves her under his bed thinking she did. Right. And then go, goes out and talks to his dad and everything. When his dad comes home, goes back and realizes she's still alive. So, of course, his dad's home. So he panics even more that and it. stabs her. Yeah. Now, but we have to take into consideration, too, that the rules were always changing with his dad. So he never knew what was okay and what wasn't okay. And he lived in a constant state of fear. Mm-hmm. Like 24-7. 24 kid's in fear. Mm-hmm. You know? So in, in his case, he got life in prison. And then, but remember, he got sentenced before the, um, it became unconstitutional to sentence a minor to life. That's right. So even after, when he thought he was spending the rest of his life in prison, he went on to get his college degree. He's doing, he's filing people's appeals when he thought he could never get out. Right. He was helping. He was tutoring. He made a change, even though he didn't think he was going to have a chance he to get out. He broke the fucking cycle. He did. And we need to encourage that more mm-hmm. here in the U.S. because not every criminal is the same. No. You know, uh, there, there, there's commonalities in some. Yes. But... Some people you can help and some people you can't. Sometimes you can tell when it's just a bad choice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. people fuck up. And any of you out there that's our listening audience think that you don't fuck up, think again, asshole. We were look all in, that, in high school. Look, look in that fucking mirror. <laughs> yeah. You fuck up every once in a while. Yeah. We all do. We all of us. If you if you truly have never fucked up, fucking kudos, dude, because you are you are beyond fucking unique. It's just coming. Just give it time. It'll come. <laughs> But no, I look at it this way. I mean, I had every, not that every opportunity was handed to me, but I fought for every opportunity I had and I still threw it away making bad choices because I didn't think I deserved it maybe. That I self, you know, kind of self-sabotaged in a way, but in a way it's because I didn't know how to deal with what was going on in my life. Right, correct. You know, so. Plus your childhood also sets you up yeah, a little bit for that as well because of behavioral conditioning. Right, because I was I did everything I could to try to get out of the situation I was in, but when I was finally out of it, I didn't know what to do with myself. Right. Well, plus you know, plus your your, your need for the, the the need for acceptance. Because yes, that was the, a lot of mine too. The way that, and I'm not trying to call you out. No, no. Way, I but, tell, um, I was talking to my researcher about this. It's like because you know because we talked about this last week with the mom mentality. Right. That that's the situation I was, my whole situation was revolved around. But at the same time is I threw away a full ride scholarship. People don't understand. I was going to be a forensic accountant. That's what I wanted to be like from junior high. I wanted to be a forensic accountant. And I threw that away because I found a group of people that accepted me for who I was. Uh 
And I didn't know what to do with that, you know, not after I had left the abusive situation and everything, I found this group of people who accepted me for who I was, didn't judge me for what had gone on in my life, but I still didn't know what to do with that freedom either. Right. So exactly. I threw it away and I kicked myself, but I wouldn't be where I am today without it. Exactly. And you know, the main thing is to learn from our mistakes that we, uh, <clears throat> that, that we make. Yeah. You know, everybody makes mistakes. Yeah. I make mistakes. You make mistakes. Oh, yeah. What's going to dictate your, your future life is what, is, you, do is what you do with that and from, from that from point it. forward. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Thank you. No, because if you can learn from your mistakes and make the positive changes, because, I mean, you and I talk about it. You and I talk about it all the time how we were, we were drug addicts. Like, you were talking at a, oh, my goodness, snorty. I can't help that. I, I, I know, right? And I'm pretty sure that that uh, you a, gave it to your a, a, researcher. Yeah, that she gave this shit to me. And no, we all got drunk that night, and that's when this all started. I think you gave it to her. No, um, I, I think that you are patient number zero, and you affect us all. I have not been sick yet. That's why you're just a carrier. You fucking petri dish on legs. I'm gonna come over there and lick your head again. You don't. So gross. Okay, do it. You're fired. But um. No, because you and I have talked about it. We were drug addicts, but we did it to escape. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and self-medicate, of course. But when I went to jail, I took every opportunity I had, like Josh Phillips did, to mm-hmm. make a change. I took anger management classes. I wasn't even a parent. I took parenting classes because I didn't want my kid, if I had a son or a daughter, when I eventually had kids, I didn't want them to live in the environment I did. And I sheltered my kid from my family. I mean, my son to this day doesn't hardly know any of my family. And that's on purpose. And you and I have talked about that. How, you know, so to me, Ludovine, she, I don't believe, would have been a serial killer or even started killing patients if her mom had a, would have died naturally. Correct. And I believe that the age range of her patients that she killed 76 to 96 was just past the age her mom was when her mom died that she was looking at him thinking oh my god my mom suffered she was younger than them i don't want these guys to eventually suffer i think it's the it's a contributing factor of the trauma of her mom dying mm-hmm. plus all the shit that she had to deal with growing up just from birth right, she, from oh, her oh, illnesses and yeah, she had the illnesses and then she's got these people in school who are just being fucking dicks mm-hmm. And then the one person that she knows that she can count on is gone. The one and only person she's always been able to count on. By the way, Ludovine's daddy, dada. That's not to say he wasn't there. Yeah, I'm not saying that you weren't there, buddy, but hey, there's nothing really stronger than a daughter and mother's love, yeah. honestly. Well, because my, my mom and I, we can get into the worst arguments and fights, call each other, because I mean, sometimes we do have heated arguments, you know, call each, say each other, you know, fuck you, you fat bitch, all that shit. Yes, my mom calls me that too. Um, but I could walk out of the house angry as fuck. If I stub my toe on the way out the door, I want my mommy. Well, yeah, there you go, yeah. man. You know, and yeah, it's just. So the one person she can count on dies. Mm-hmm. You take that and you put it into the soup of the rest of her life. That is a very much a contributing factoid right so. there. You know, I'm not I'm not condoning what what she did, by Me the neither. way, in Me any neither. way, shape or form. But you can see the catalyst. Oh, totally. And what I'm, what I'm really admiring is that France has stepped it up. Yes. And is getting her the mental help that she truly yes. 
fucking need. Exactly. And not mental help in a prison, mental help in a mental health facility. Yes. Because... Now, if they keep it up after she gets out, it'll be even better. Oh, that's shit, the yeah. problem we have here in the U.S. Yeah, we... we I've we medicate said, them and everything when they're in, but when they get out, they have no resources. I've always said, and I've said this for a long time, as much as I hate the homeless people, what we have here in the U.S. is a mental health problem. We do. Because mental health doesn't pay. Exactly. And it just it seems like a lot of local governments are, and state governments... Their solution is jail. Yeah, that's, that's their solution. Mm-hmm. Their solution is, uh, one thing, you're a criminal... Boom, you're in jail. Instead of looking at the big picture going, yeah, hey. why are they committing this crime? Yeah, why did this happen? What can we do to correct this problem and reintroduce this person into normal society? Mm-hmm. Now, granted, if it's a child molester, I'm saying that there's no, I'm not saying kill them all. I'm just saying if they right. disappeared, I wouldn't be heartbroken. Well, and I'm not saying not all child molesters can't be redeemed. It's just hard. Pre- they, most of them can't. Because right. they can't control it. Right. But, exactly. you know, it's like an addiction, though. So, But I'm kind of also wondering, with Ludwig here, that, because we've, we, we've mentioned this several times, with all of her ailments, if there was actually some damage to her frontal and prefrontal cortex. It probably for, was. For of her impulse brain, control. Yeah. yeah. There's impulse control right there. So, you have a, my gut feeling is that there was. Mm-hmm. Although I can't prove it. And that would definitely be a mitigating circumstance to why she's right. doing what she's doing. Right. And if she does have the mental health disorders, even if she was on medication and stuff, sometimes if you don't get an increase or a change when something change, your chemistry changes, Correct. then it doesn't matter. You know, because when I first got on my medication, when I first started, it was okay at first. But then I realized, okay, I was having more up days than even, you know, even keel days. And so they put me on one mood stabilizer. Then it's like after that one, it started getting more down days. So they had to put me on another one that kind of balance it out. And if nobody's getting those changes, you, you, you know, it doesn't matter. Well, in, in a perfect world, everybody... In a perfect world, we'd all be perfect. Like me. <laughs> but, um, <Okay. laughs> but honestly, people like Ludwig, and I think everybody who has any mental health, the most important thing that I have found, at least for myself and people like, like you that I, that I know that have mental health problems, is having a good support system. Mm-hmm. And I have an amazing, an amazing support system. That's what gets me through the fucking day, man. You know? I'm I, glad I could be there to make your day. <laughs> Whatever you know, you enjoy traumatizing me, and that makes your no, day. no. Like, That's better than any medication you could take. Like <laughs> I've got people that I can call when I right. think that I'm gonna like you know fucking. I'm, that's it. The, today's my last day. Yeah. Type of a thing. Um, it, that that can that I can just vent to mm-hmm. and talk it through, and it makes my life better. Yeah, me too. And me too. I think that's a, that's a a key component right there is mm-hmm. people like Ludwig. I think need people the, a good support system right and the one person she did have was gone it's gone yeah it's it's fucked but yeah you know let's just call a spade a spade here yeah well because like i said there are a couple of them that you and i have actually had empathy for carl cole carol cole definitely pan's room carl i mean carl pan's room carol cole bobby joe long Yes. I don't care. Yes, what he did was horrible, but I believe that if he would have gotten the help after his last TBI, yes. then he would have been, there would have been something different, except, except for the doctors kept saying, oh, that'll go away. TBI no. is traumatic brain oh, injury, sorry, by the way, yeah. folks. Sorry, people. I'm in my medical mode. <laughs> you know, and now Josh Phillips was yes. another one, and now her. 
I mean, right. Very few. I mean, because I was talking to my researcher when we had lunch the other day. You and I, you know, we always try to look at different sides of everything. And there are very few that we have actually had empathy for. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, oh, Patrick Kearney, I kind of do too. Only because we've gotten to know him after. That's because... I mean, we enjoyed his style. Yes. You know, because we had... Kind of, I mean, and this is sick to say. People don't understand us. So if you're just tuning in, <laughs> it's not that we condone what he did. We just appreciate the fact he didn't torture them while they were alive. Yeah, because when we did Kearney, we were doing a lot of people who were torturers. Yeah, we did the three, the three the, uh, yeah, highway. As I just said, I did the, the 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 holy trinity. Yeah, the, the unholy freeway trinity. killers. Yeah, the freeway killers in SoCal. The Unholy Trinity. Yeah, the unholy tr- tr- uh, Trinity, right there. William Bonin, Randy Kraft, and Patrick Kearney. And Patrick Kearney, and the the thing that set Patrick apart from everybody else, before I even got to know him, yeah. is the fact of that there was no torture involved. For the other two, there was torture that was evident. It was, it wasn't just evident torture. It was they relished the torture. Yes, that was their Very main. Much. They couldn't wait to torture people. Whereas Kearney shot them. Then did his body torturing. <laughs> right. He, he, you know, he raped him post-mortem. Yes. And, but after we've gotten to know him through the letters, it's, we're seeing a different side. So I'm kind of right. seeing something that you and I kind of talked about off the air. I've yes. worked, I'm kind of being proven right. You know? Right, right. And, and, so, and I, I've said a million times over is that I, I like Patrick Kearney as a person. Yes. As a person, I think he's, he's very fantastic. Respectful. Matter of fact, I need my intern to go check the mail one more time later on today, so yeah. I can uh, see if because well, I got that letter off. Yeah, because he is so respectful. He is and and intelligent. And I very, love our conversation. Oh intelligent conversation is so hard, anyways. But especially with people in the inmate community. Yes, I mean, I'll I'll be the first to admit it. And did you get that other letter off? Yeah, circle. we send them both at the same we did. time. No, we did. I remember. Okay, I'm back on track. Yeah. Sorry. I, so, I need to get myself a little whiteboard so I can yeah, check this shit do. off. But you know what I mean? So there's different things like that. But at the same time, you know, with Kearney himself, you know, we're seeing a different side of him than what the media is portraying. Right. And the way that I'm the way that I'm kind of getting a feel for the Mule Creek prison is I think that they have a mental facility there where they're offering the I own, yeah, they might. And I own mm-hmm. only because that that's kind of the vibe that I'm getting, and just seeing the inmates that they have there. Oh yeah, because um, that's where they send. Um, what's his name? Monroe. Uh, yeah, as I say, Bonin's. Uh, yeah, co-defendant. Co-defendant Monroe uh, as well, who happened to die in that. Yeah, prison. before we could. Yeah. Scott was traumatized. I I really was. I wanted to talk to him because he wrote that fucking. Well, he said it was his book, which was more of a. It was more like a essay. dissertation, yeah. But yeah, no, an edu- and it wasn't a college dissertation. It was like a kindergarten one. Did that best. <laughs> it was entertaining. It was. You I know, mean, I didn't read it all because I couldn't get through it. But he honestly sounded like a nice guy too. I, I would, re- yeah. I would have liked to have sat down with yeah. him as well. So, um, but yeah, but that's how I feel about her. I just, like I said, I don't think she would have if her mom hadn't died, and if she. Or if she had an outlet after her mom died. And I agree with that. You know, um, everybody needs an outlet. Everybody needs. And I I hate to use this term because it's been used by the millennial liberals so fucking much. But a safe place to go. Yes. 
you know, uh, a, a safe, safe haven. Yeah, where, where you can kind of get what you've got going on inside out, and there's mm-hmm. no judgment. There's no, there's no uh, repercussions. Right. You know, you can just, you can unload that. Because if you, guys do this a lot, um, me included, is we stuff things down. Right. And then there's a big blow up because we've stuffed so much shit down. And it, honestly, honestly, it's not healthy. I still do it to some level. And, and I've got a degree in psychology, man. I know it's not healthy. Right. I know it 100% and I still do it. Well, and I do too because I was told when I was growing up not to have feelings. That was me, yeah. Yeah, we weren't, you know, shut up or I'll give you something to cry about. Or um, why are you crying? I did, you know, all this other stuff. Or if you cry or don't make any noise, nobody can hear this or something, you know. It was always something where I wasn't allowed to have a feeling. Exactly. People don't understand, like, when you give me compliments, I mean, you do it, and I appreciate it, but I don't know how to take it sometimes, you know, because you've seen me do it. I'll downplay it. It's like, oh, it was nothing. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, it was something. No, it was nothing. You well, know? I give you compliments all the time because you, you actually, for those of you that don't know, uh, Tammy isn't just my co-host. She's also my executive assistant. I am. And she is what keeps my business and my life. <laughs> yeah, because I'm not just your business even. assistant. I'm your life assistant. Yeah, because <laughs> I I work such fucking insane hours mm. that I can't do even fucking half of what well, I got to fucking Well, if he could train done. me on the ma- music aspect of it, which I'm sure is coming, I'd have to organize that part of his life, too. That'd be amazing. I mean, not saying that I would do the writing scores or anything, but I could at least organize your projects for you. I got, I've actually cut my projects way down. Oh, I, I got to have some time to sleep and fucking not lose my mind. <laughs> you know what, though? We need revenue. Kick that shit into gear. No shit. Well, <laughs> I want to give a free plug, though, although we are pursuing them as a client. Um, to, to What's the home? What's the main brew? The main distillery called? Um, U.S. Brew. U.S. Distillers. Yeah, U.S. Distillers. But it's also got another name like brothers or something like that i can't remember what it is anyway they make this product and it's called veil vodka and this okay y'all hold on it's the veil brands company produced and bottled by yeah that's what it says oh okay a pumpkin caramel milkshake yuck yeah, no that's disgusting so Sorry. y'all i was reading the vodka bottle i'm not sure if we mentioned this last week but uh we did throw a pretty good-sized party, and we discovered Veil Vodka. Well, tell I, them how we discovered it, because it's I, epic. Well, first, let me start by saying, this isn't me being snooty, but I only drink top-shelf Yeah, freaking Well, because boots. we are a point in our lives where we can, and we know what bad liquor tastes like, and we don't <laughs> like that feeling the next morning or well, the next a, a, week. A, exactly, and I'm, I'm, I'm financially stable enough to where, you know, if, if I want to buy mm-hmm. something that costs $500 a bottle or whatever for scotches and shit like that, I can do it. Um, Where's my Michael Jordan tequila, bitch? That's for me. No. Didn't I mention I polished that bottle off? I will kill you. I know you didn't even oh, have any. Oh, my bad. Um, so, anywho, we're, we're shopping for booze for, for a party. We were shopping for wine. Wine. That was yes. That's what I started off as with wine. We get the wine. It's great. We're ready to go. Which the, 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 the dude hooked us up really awesome. good. Awesome. Yeah, he was awesome. I wish we could remember his name. Right. I'd get him but. on the show, too. So we're in line, and Tammy grabs these little one 99 cent shooter bottles. As a joke. 
And I'm looking at these going, what? Okay, number one, vodka companies never get the flavors right. Never. Ever, ever, ever. And I've tried it's them all. It's always like medicine-y flavor. Yeah. yeah. Even you know, Smirnoff, which is, to me is gross. Even Pinnacle yeah. and um, what's the other one? Yeah, Smirnoff, really Pinnacle, good. and you've got... Um, Sky. Sky is pretty good. Grey yeah. Goose. Grey Goose is pretty good, too. But even the flavors, are they're never yeah, they're, right they're, on. They're off. So I said, ah, yeah. okay, fuck it. I'll... Let's, let's buy some. Yeah. She throws them on the on the thing, and I, I buy them. We, we bring them back here. And she goes, let's try them. I said, sweet. Let's try the double espresso. Yeah, we bought them. Totally on point. Dude, it tastes like a straight-up chocolate espresso. It was amazing. So Fucking then we tried delicious. the caramel. And oh, my God, it was great. Yes. So yesterday, I went out and bought two half gallons, one of the double espresso, one of the, yeah. the caramel. This is Vail Vodka. Guys, number B-E-I-L, one. B-E-I-L, Vail Vodka. Try them separately. Yes. And then I want you guys to do yourselves a very special fla- a favor, okay? And you have to get these special shot glasses to get it right. I use the Red Solo Cup shot glasses. Yep. Because they, that's what we got for the party. Red Solo Cup. I want you to feel the fir- up to the first line with coffee. Yeah, the, the coffee double flavor. espresso. The double espresso. Yes. Then I want you to go up to the next line with the caramel and you shoot that. It is so good. Yeah, you will get the flavor notes like one on top of the other. Holy cow. Mm-hmm. It, I, I promise it will change your life. Yeah. The that next one did. we're going to do, we're going to try one. We're going to go get whipped cream and try yes. like a little layer of whipped cream on top right to on see top. if we can get that perfect, you know, caramel mocha flavor. Because what goes better with serial killers and mass murderers than fucking, you know. Day drinking. Drunk, day drinking. Yeah. You know, it's fucking, it's only 1020 right now and Tammy's I've had I've already had shot. my shot. And... I was drinking last night. But yeah, they're, they're not even our sponsor yet. Yeah. <laughs> we're working on it. But, uh, but no. just an amazing product, though. Fucking amazing. And uh, I think I paid like 20 bucks per half gallon. Oh, wow. That's the cheapest you've ever paid for liquor. Yeah, it, it was something like that. You don't that. even pay that much for a fifth. I'd have to look, but... Uh, That's well, not my, bad. My, my total bill for those and uh, my Honey Jim Beam, which I got the half gallon of that. Did you get me more tequila? I got the 1800 but I only got a fifth of that. It was 150 bucks. Okay. Um, out the door. Um, That's so, nice. And I think that it said it was like 20 or 21 or 22 bucks for the half gallon. That's not bad. That's bargain basement price. That is like for, bottom shelf price for uh, a half gallon. For a, an amazing, yeah. amazing yeah. product. Yeah, because you just don't even know. Yeah, I'm so. like in love with it. And I'm not a big vodka drinker either. Yeah, no, I'm not. I don't even I love like my vodka. tequila. Yeah, that shit's the bomb. So I wanted to give you guys that one there, a little plug for yeah. Veil Vodka. If, if you drink, drink this. If you're going to drink, drink this. <laughs> and if your liquor store doesn't carry it, you look at that person who runs that liquor store and go, hey, motherfucker. Say bitch, please. Yeah, bitch, you got to order this stuff. Trust mm-hmm. me, it will change your life. Yes. Man, this shit's good. I'm about ready to have a shot myself. Anywho, do you have anything else to add about? No, I just, you know, like I said, I just feel for her. I do. Because this, this podcast took half of it, like, on a totally different drunken fucking... Well, I'm not even drunk. I'm just tired, because yesterday was a long day. Might have to start calling this freaking vodka shots and murders. <sighs> you know what? Shut up. <laughs> that's why we drink... No, that's another podcast, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to wrap this up. Remember, you can send us an email at BrutalNation at TwistedBlueLLC.com. Check out the website at www.com. Twisted Blue, LLC.com. 
Check us out on Medium, Crime Beat That's on Medium, and wherever you get your blogs from. You yeah, because the... we've been picked up by seven, I think six or seven publications now on Medium. We're... I had somebody come to me and ask me. To, yes. He came to me and said, "Would you? will you please write for us? I'm like, love to. Just, you know, if you guys go on and you read our blogs, especially through Medium and, and the people who picked us up just through Medium alone, it does. It, it helps out the show a lot, and you get, you know, some special insights, and um, they're, they're very well written. Very, very, very real, well written. Very. Um, and I'm not just saying that uh, to say it because I don't, I don't write it myself. <laughs> but um, so. No, I do. But, you know. Yeah, that's true. So this show's copyrighted 2022 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights reserved. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.